your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. It's the only way City knows how to play. Oh, that's completely given away. And it's an equalizer. In a word. Chaos. Oh, it's a giveaway to Klaus. He clips it over Sistiaga and scores a wonderful goal. We're breaking down City SC on the opening drive in our weekly segment we like to call Controlled Chaos. Brought to you by Keystone Event Staffing. Better people mean better events. to the opening drive on 101 ESPN in St. Louis with Brooke Grimsley wearing her St. Louis City SC cap and Super Bowl champ Kerry Davis. I'm Randy Carricker, and we go to the celebrity line right now. And Bradley Carnell, the head coach of St. Louis City SC, joins us. Uh, it's always good to talk to you, Coach. Good morning. How are you doing? Randy, how you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Uh, we're, we're thrilled to have you. And let's start with this. A 6-3 victory over Austin the other night. I would think as a coach, you, you like the W, but it also gives you some coaching points for your, your squad this week. Yeah, I don't, like in, I don't like coaching a, a soccer game when it ends up like a tennis ball. You know, right. um, <laughs> I would much rather prefer, you know, to, to end the game like the first 75 minutes where we kind of dominating Austin and, and we really had a good performance. And, you know, the scoreline is 4-1. Um, or even better, three zero, right? Uh, I think we just uh, allowed the opponent a little bit to come into the game, and the way they came back into the game with, you know, they bring on, you know, a DP, Rigoni, Zardes, like these guys are difference makers, and at that point we just kind of hit the wall. Um, and something I've never really experienced uh, was the was the amount of heat in the stadium. You know, that was just incredible on the night. But credit to the boys, they they suffered, man. They 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 had to go through a whole bunch of, you know, mental mental sort of challenges in that last 20 minutes and uh, credit to them and, and credit to the guys we also brought on because you know we scored a couple of goals late uh, we also conceded a couple of goals late but uh, yeah I, I thought that uh, we could have been a little bit more dominant um, you know towards the end there but uh, we'll take it we'll take it and move on with it. Well, with some things that you just touched on there, one, the heat coming into play, but also your group of guys, they had nearly four weeks off without playing an official match, but the energy was there at the beginning. What did you guys do during that time off to make sure that you could continue that ruthlessness that we've seen from this club right off the bat? Yeah, it's been, it was an interesting process, right? So we, first of all, had a mental shutdown. We just, we shut everything down. We didn't want to talk soccer. We didn't want to, you know, we said to the players, you know, get away for a couple of days and come back with some renewed energy and uh, then we got back to work and and working on some things with the ball some things with uh, without the ball um we had a we had an excellent scrimmage against uh, atlanta excellent not by means of only result uh, you know sort of three three down in there uh in their uh, facility was it was okay but um 
you know, just working on and on a couple of things, um, which was interesting for us to to go through. So great uh, preparation. Um, you know, uh, Atlanta team who plays very similar to Austin, who uh, emphasise a lot of with the ball philosophies, and you know, for us to go against them was great preparation. And then to come in and put it into action, and you know, not scoring a goal from the run of play for a couple of weeks now. We, we scored three against Atlanta and, and now we scored five, you know, from the run of play against Austin. So, you know, I wouldn't say we're quite there yet, but, um, yeah, I think we, we're solving a few puzzles along the way and a couple of problems. And within that time, we're getting Nurkvi Torres on. We're getting Klaus back, hopefully, slowly. You know, some guys are, are firing at all cylinders. Sam Adinaran, Joe Akini is now finding the net again. So, you know, I think we, we're putting pressure on ourselves again, you know, from within the group, which is, you know, fighting for places and, and very competitive for here in training. Coach, I played for a lot of good coaches, great coaches. Tony Dungy never yelled. He never raised his voice above regular talking, uh, just just the regular talking sound. Uh, Mike Tomlin was very motivational in how he spoke to the team. A lot of sayings that he had. John Gruden didn't sleep much and was always <laughs> on fire, ready to roll and, and just jumping around. What type of coach are you? Are you are you a yeller? Are you a, a, a motivational guy? What type of coach are you with your players? Yeah, I mean, I like to, behind the scenes, I like to push the buttons a little bit in terms of, you know, mental challenges. I like to, you know, you always want the players to, to find their purpose, to find their why, uh, you know, because if they just do it for uh, for the game itself or, you know, if there's no purpose, I don't believe you're striving to get towards anything. So I try and through different methods, and, and I'm by no means a specialist at this, but <laughs> I just try and, you know, what some of my mentors, uh, you know, used to do and, and, and what, what I feel now as a coach, what is important. And, uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes I get creative. Sometimes it's just straight to the point. Um, sometimes it's, you know, post-game reflections can be brutal and honest, um, but by no means ever personal. Um, and, and I think that's something that my players know that it's, you know, we're just trying to help the group along. And if there's topics to discuss and points to, to show the group, and unfortunately I have to mention a name and, and show an example, um, that the players know it comes from a good place. Um, that, that's for me first and foremost as we're dealing with people every single day. Um, on the field, on the sidelines, yeah, I'd like to stay calm and, and comfortable, but it's just not in my nature. Um, you know, as a very aggressive, <laughs> proactive player, so I try and be proactive on the field of play and, and put out fires if I can and, and just try and help out where I can. So I do I do get involved a little bit on the sidelines, but not to the point that, you know, it becomes excessive. Bradley Carnell, head coach of St. Louis City SC with us on 101 ESPN. And Bradley, it seems like when we watch games, and, and this is obviously from a layman's perspective, but Edward Leuven is just there all the time. He's always in the middle of the action. How valuable is he to you as a coach to have a guy that just always seems to be everywhere? I think it's it's even more valuable when he's game healthy and, and fit, right? And you could see in the Club America game after five, five and a half weeks that Edu was trying to do all the things he can do but wasn't ready to do them yet. Um, so I love his ownership. I love he takes responsibility and accountability. But, um, you know, a fit, strong Edu, Edu Leuven shows a performance like he did the other night. So he, he's a game changer, right? So... For me, we always challenge each other because I know he's excellent on the ball, and we always have a, um, you know, we always have a moment in the game, or or whether I show him post game or in trainings where I say, um, Edu, you know, so many great things with the ball, and and you wow everybody. But you know, for us to be really successful, I need him to do both ways. You know, I need him to 
to work against the ball. And, and he works and puts a ton of effort in to, to try and work against something that doesn't come so natural for him, like some of, uh, some of the defensive uh, responsibilities, right? So, um, and then usually that, that is a great relationship with him and Jabul Oblom or Indy Vasilev. Um, so we, we, we get the best out of Edu in both ways. But yeah, I mean, I think when you see, he, he's just like a gladiator on the field. You know, he's everywhere. He's got great size. He's very robust. He's technically excellent. His dead ball delivery is, is one of the best in the league. Um, so yeah, listen, I mean, great job from, you know, us in the beginning of the year to be able to acquire him, to get him and to make sure that we know what we're looking at and how it can fit within our system and within our way. Because, you know, uh, listen, he's a great person. And I've always said that. Ed is a, a better person than he is a soccer player and he's a damn good soccer player. So, you know, we've, we've uh, definitely uh, seen that this year. But we see Edu off the field of play and he's a gem of a human being. So, you know, we just try and nurture him along his, his pathway to greatness. He didn't have the best of uh, experiences in Germany. Um, and we've opened up the doors here to him. We've embraced him. He's embraced us. And, and it's a real good uh, situation. He finds himself here in St. Louis. Coach, speaking of difference makers, Giochini scoring his ninth and tenth goal of the season against Austin FC. What have you seen from his progression so far this season? Yeah, thanks, Brooke. Um, so, yeah, listen, Nico's puts himself under pressure, and I always forget he's only 23 years of age. You know, so he looks he looks a lot more seasoned than his actually age uh, requires him to be at this point in his career. So. You know, we put a lot of uh, emphasis on him. We put a lot of uh, sort of accountability on him. We, we push him a lot in training. Um, and then we, we have to sit back sometimes and, and let the artist, you know, do what he does best. And that's, you know, getting in the final third, trying to score goals. And so sometimes we have to loosen the leash a little bit with, with Nico. Um, and now we're seeing at, at moments how, how impactful he can be. So, listen, I think it's just great now. Everyone's coming together. Big Sam comes back on loan, starts scoring goals. Nico's always a goal threat. Klaus is now breathing down their throats, you know, to try and get some game time pretty soon, we hope. Um, so, yeah, listen, Thomas Ostrich comes on and scores a goal. I think a lot of guys know that collectively we can achieve great things here, um, but that's where it has to start and it has to end with the collective. And, and we're seeing a lot of that now, just being a good teammate. Bradley, I was on the show uh, last week on the Fast Lane with um, Jamie Rivers, and we had Kyle Hebert on, and we were talking to him, and he mentioned that sometimes during training, you all will reach your metrics, the numbers that you need them to get to, and then that'll be it for training. But the guys want to keep going. They want to keep working. As a coach, how does that feel to know that you all have satisfied the numbers you need to meet, but your guys want to keep working and keep playing? Yeah, I think it's, you know, I think there's, it's two parts. I think part, you want to get your objective of the day. And, and second part, you want the players to be free and compete, right? We've always said competition is, 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 is the highest sort of metric we want to judge our training sessions on. Was it fun? Was it competitive? You know, and did we get out what we needed to get out? So, you know, I understand when, when these guys are, sometimes it's, it's bitter disappointment and frustration that we, that we have to pull the plug on the, mm. on the session because, you know, the way we play, the intensity, the the amount of actions we have against the ball, with the ball, in a condensed space of time, you know, it, it's sort of, it's just the way we train. We have new guys in here like Anthony Markanik, and they say, Coach, this is on a, I wouldn't say that it's not on a, it's, he, not the levels are different, but it's just a different intensity, mm -hmm. you know, so, um and, and that opened up his eyes. He says, yeah, it's just the training is very condensed, but very intense. Uh, so I'm very tired when I'm done with sessions. So, yeah, um, there's different ways to train. We can train for two hours at low intensity and, and you know, 
achieve something there too. But we believe in a certain style. We believe in a certain philosophy. And, you know, when we get it right, you can see it come to fruition on game day. So, yeah, I think it's uh, you've got to give something to get something and, and sometimes vice versa. And But the players are understandable. We do a lot of IDP work, you know, individual work after training and, you know, getting guys a couple of top-ups if, if they need to and, and feel good around the goal. And, you know, so it's not that we just walk in. You know, we give them options to do something on certain days. <laughs> yeah, and, and let's see if you get them outside this week and they ask for a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep them extra long today. <laughs> hey, uh, Bradley Carnell, one, a couple more things. Number one, uh, you guys have played 1,170 minutes at home. You've trailed only 100 of those minutes. Why the home dominance for your side? I think you have to you know, look at the St. Louis and I think you have to, you know, look at the fans who come and, you know, from day one stood and, and never sat down, you know, I, I think that's just built culture, tradition, pride, um, and a sense of purpose for us, you know, while each individual player uh, has a purpose, I think collectively, you know, we want to, we want to impress, we want to please, we want to do well just for the city of St. Louis and the fans. Um, and, and at the moment, like, Everyone is so appreciative of what we are doing, but I think it's actually the other way around. We're so appreciative of the support we're getting. You know, we go, we go. I go down, down. You know, to the local grocery store by me in the neighborhood, and and I get four or five people chatting to me just about what what sport has done for them and their children, and you know, in in the area, um, which gives me a sense of purpose, which gives me a sense of pride, and knowing that we're on the right track. Um, I just, you know thanking the St. Louis fan for adopting and enjoying the style of play that we play. Um, it's a very intense style, but, you know, sometimes it's like bumper cars and crashing and, you know, a lot of energy, a lot of excellence. But then I see, you know, moments where we've grown as a group is showing real quality on the ball, um, you know, real moments to hurt teams. And, uh, yeah, so I think a few people coming into the season were a bit like, yeah, I'm not sure this is going to work here in St. Louis, but I'm just grateful for the, I wouldn't even say patience, I would just say, you know, the time given that we could show our product and put it on display and be successful at it. And now, you know, everyone's embraced us and we've embraced everybody too. So I think it starts with the fans. And finally, you have a challenge in Orlando on Saturday night. What are the biggest challenges that Orlando City presents? It's two excellent teams coming up against each other with great form. You know, they, they're having a really good run in the league. They they had a decent run in the um, League Cup as well. So, you know, there are challenges for sure. They've they've gone to the market very, very well, and, and they've got a couple of difference makers there. They've got uh, sort of the crowd advantage, or I wouldn't say, I would say the stadium advantage uh, in Orlando because it's never an easy place there. I've played there multiple times. It's, it's a very difficult place to uh, to walk away with points. Um, but we have a good away record. You know, we're pretty dangerous on the road, and, uh, you know, we don't really waver and change our style. We, we just commit to who we are and stay and stay true to, to what we believe, and, and, and that makes it uncomfortable for teams. So we're hoping to make them feel uncomfortable. It's not going to be an easy one, but uh, knowing that uh, we've got that game and then a midweek game against Dallas, so there's a lot going on here, but we know how important these games are. And, you know, when you're in a good run of form, you just want to play games. And I think our group has got to that point where we just want to play games. Coach, we always enjoy having you with us. Thanks for taking the time this morning. Good luck against Orlando, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bradley. Bradley Carnell, he is the head coach of St. Louis City SC, and they are rolling back off of uh, the League Cup and now with another win under their belt against Austin the other night.